0: before we jump into this episode let's hear from our friend joseph and the cognitive discourse why hello there i'm about to make a prediction and that prediction is you like podcasts if that's true then make your way over to the cognitive discourse where we have monologues short stories and open discussions and every now and then i get a little ranty If this sounds like something you're interested in, then go check us out. We're streaming on all major platforms, and hell, we're even on YouTube. New episodes out every Friday. I hope to see you there. I am Matthew Thomas, back with another great episode of Super Cool Radio. My guest this time recently released two great singles that are you and I, an un- unplugged version of Tongue Tied. Please welcome Will Martin from Earshots. Thanks for having me on. Having me. really look forward to chatting with you. I think it's going to be a really great time. Right on. Let's do it. And, uh so you are the uh, vocalist and guitarist uh for earshot uh and uh before i really jump into this interview i got a fun question i have not asked in a, in a while during an episode so i'm gonna uh ask you uh what music have you been listening to this week outside of your band's own music well
1: i just the other day listened to kanye west's new album just because i i had to everyone's talking about it um yeah been listening to the new Bad Wolves album which is which is pretty good. Um I'm not a, a huge Bad Wolves fan, but the new record sounds really good and uh and I also do like the stuff with Tommy Vex too. So um but it sounds good. And what else have I been listening to? Um I was listening to um a, a live Peter Simon. I mean a peter simon simon and garfunkel record paul simon is what i meant to say but a live paul simon uh album which they did a lot of simon and garfunkel stuff so that just goes to show you a little bit of the range of of music that i listen to on a on a daily basis but um I, i feel like i listen to enough earshot when we make these songs that you know that that doesn't even count really, even though it probably makes up 50% of my listening is yeah, I, could,
0: I could definitely uh, understand and see that, but uh, it's funny you mentioned Bad Wolves. actually I just saw them live like over the weekend uh, with Hollywood and Dead and Papa Roach and I wasn't very like I know like some of their songs that they come onto the radio or something, but they actually delivered, it was actually a really good show they sounded really good, I was very impressed with them.
1: Nice, yeah, I've never seen them live but I'm sure it's probably pretty good at least I hope yeah. it is.
0: Yeah, they definitely were, but uh, yeah, you had a very wide range of uh, music, which which I think it's important with all the music that's out there, plus the internet and everything. You can find a whole bunch of music that you might I even mean, think you might like, and you actually enjoy.
1: Yeah, and I even I uh, listen to classical and jazz too, just to mix it up even more. So there you go.
0: So uh, the name Earshot, uh, how how did that come about? Like it's it's, it's a very interesting name
1: so when we were about to do our very first show we didn't have a band name yet we went ahead and we started telling promoters here in Los Angeles that we were ready to do shows so um, this club had booked us and about two or three weeks before the show he had sent us a message asking us what the name of the band was and so we quickly, you know, all jumped on the phone and we're discussing different band names. And, and I was actually writing at, the, at that time, in that moment, I was actually in the process of writing lyrics for Headstrong. And so I was trying to find a word for another word that I wanted to use, but it didn't quite fit. So I grabbed a thesaurus and I had it there. So I grabbed it and I just started thumbing through it just to kind of get... See if I could find some inspiration, you know, for a band name, and I looked up "sound" because I wanted it to have something to do with sound, and so I looked up "sound" and "earshot" was one of the first things, if not the first thing, at the top of that list.
0: It's just cool how you know, uh, looking up other words can lead lead to uh, new terms and different ideas and all that stuff. Inspiration, as you said, so it, it's always really cool just how how those things really just come about very simply yeah for sure but it does leave me so uh the two new singles that released that were you and i and uh, an unplugged version of tongue tied uh so i, I want to discuss both of them uh so the new new song is you and i how was the writing and recording that
1: so you and i was a song that andy wrote or at least you know gave to me to listen to back right before the pandemic i believe started and in our process or at least my process is you know the guys will submit a song and if i've if i'm inspired by it then i'll go into my studio and i'll record just a verse and a chorus i don't want to get too deep into it and i just want to see if it's a song that i feel like is worth continuing to, you know, to chase after. And um, so I had done a a verse and a chorus, and it come out, came about pretty easily, actually. And um, and then the pandemic hit, and then we kind of backburnered it because we were planning on before the pandemic happened, we were planning on all meeting up to record a bunch of songs in a studio together. And then of course, all that changed. Um, So it just kind of got backburned instead of working on that and some other songs that we have coming out, we decided to do a cover song and we, you know, as you may or may not know, we did a cover of Uninvited by Alanis Morissette, which was the first song that we'd put out during the pandemic times. And then we put out another one about a year later called Been a Long Time. And then when it came to the next song, um, I just remember thinking like we have to get that song out. You know, it's it's too important of a song. It's a great song. And we finished it up, got it mixed, and it came out great. And then it and then I think we finished it in like June or July of last year. And I just didn't I didn't know when we should put it out. I knew that, you know, there was all these false starts with You know, the lockdowns ending and then they weren't ending and then they were and then, you know, so I think, I think my first instinct was to just hang on to it for a minute. And then around Christmas time is when I was asked, you know, what are we going to do with this song? Are we going to put it out or what's and. So after I thought about it in January, I thought Valentine's Day would be a perfect day for the release of you and I because it's that's essentially it's a love song for all intents and purposes. And um, So that's when we decided that's when we would finally put it out. But then I realized that not everybody's going to appreciate Valentine's Day as much as other people, if at all. And so that's what, you know, prompted the idea of doing an unplugged version of Tongue Tide because it's really the antithesis of what you and I is about. Um, and so we quickly threw together a, a version, an unplugged version of Tongue Tide, which I really felt, you know, came out really nicely. It, it, as Aaron put it, it, it kind of has that, you know, Guns and Roses, you know, Lies feeling, that acoustic-y, you know, MTV unplugged type of thing. So it just all came together really nicely, really organically on top of that. And um, we're really proud of both songs. And we're, you know, even prouder that it's, you know, getting some really good traction out there. It's still early. It's only been out a few weeks now. And fans you know, seem to really like it, but we were we love it. And um, you know, I'm always proud of every time we put out a song because we're all doing it remotely right now. And that's not something that we were really planning on doing, but we had to quickly kind of adapt to figure it out. And so I'm I'm just proud, you know, of, of the work that we do as a team, as a collective unit to be able to, to make such really amazing sounding songs when we're not even in the same room together it just blows my mind sometimes to think about
0: oh yeah definitely for sure and um, was that shift of you know going from like you know recording in studio seeing each other to doing uh many things remotely was that a little bit difficult first because i know you as you said a very uh, collective unit with you guys so was that a little bit of a different change
1: it was um You know, luckily, we all have our own recording studios in our homes. I think with the exception of myself, nobody really had really much experience with, you know, recording in this way. I mean, sure, we use them, you know, to write and record demos and stuff like that. Um, But to collaborate, you know, is a whole different thing. I mean, it's easy to, you know, get a song and say, here, just record this part. And you know what you're supposed to do and everybody knows what you're going to do. Then you know what you're supposed to do. But when you're in a situation where you're collaborating and you're creating things and and you're really just using your best judgment and knowledge of what you know the other person is going to do and what they're going to like and what they're not going to like, and then innately be able to do that, that's pretty amazing. And it's not like we've all played together collectively for a number of years or anything. So that makes it even more mind blowing that you know, that a group of guys can just who haven't spent, you know, 10 years, you know, or whatever, doing it can can be that in sync and in tune with each other to be able to do and put together such amazing material.
0: Oh yeah definitely for sure I know it's a, there's a lot of patience cooperation and it is very different cuz it's sometimes harder to convey like digitally uh, what someone is you know what their expectations are for whatever part so sometimes it is up to interpretation of I think this is what he's going for or what is needed so sometimes right. it's hard to even like work out those details instead of someone just standing there you know in the studio like oh, okay we're going to try it like this or whatever
1: yeah yeah it is. It's tough. It's tough enough even when you're in the same room, you know. Let alone uh, all in different places. But um, I think it, I think we're a better band for it, though. Now, to be honest with you, and um, you know, I feel like there's really nothing. You know, there's not a distance. Isn't an issue for us now at this point, and because um, we, you know, we all live in different places aaron and and john live in, in pennsylvania and, and mikey and andy live in florida and i'm here in los angeles so um it just kind of takes that pressure off too of you know it's nice to get together but we don't have to get together you uh
0: working very well with you know, obviously the whole world just being shifted almost on a dime uh, yeah. you guys are still working together and uh figuring out like great ways to um and uh, make some really great music. Thank you. But I did want to talk about, so uh, you did touch on the, uh, the unplugged version of Tongue Tied, which is a little bit, it's in, in your guys' catalog. Uh, how'd you choose like that one uh, to make the unplugged version? So
1: when I first met Andy a long time ago, he had recorded an acoustic version of that song using his phone. It was a live recording they did of it. And and I put a scratch vocal on it and it sounded pretty good. And I think we used it for like some kind of promotion thing when I was doing my solo acoustic project. Um, and I just remembered like how cool that sounded. And so when the idea came to me to, to you know, to bundle that with the UNI track, everyone got excited about it. And then, and again, it just came together really easily, um, like literally. I think I think we started recording it two weeks before these songs came out. I mean, it came it came together that fast. Um, but yeah, it was off of our second album too, and it's also one of my favorite songs off that record. So there's that.
0: Yeah, there there you go. What I really liked about it is that it really. As you said, it really reminds me of, like, the MTV Unplugged when they used to do those specials, which are, I always really enjoyed every time. It mm-hmm. really has that vibe to it, that intimate vibe to it. It's a perfect combination with You and I, because I was just... It, it, it's kind of funny, like, You know, you and I is, you know, a newer song, and uh, Tongue Tied, obviously, redone with the uh, Unplugged version. Mm-hmm. It just goes together so well, even though they're, you know, obviously, like, years apart from uh, when they're uh, written and recorded.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it does, and... Uh... You know, I think that's what good songs should do, right? Like, they should stand sort of a
0: a test of time, so to speak. Both singles out right now, so if anyone's interested, uh, I have some links in the description for people to check it out. But definitely because uh, you and I, I really like because, uh, so what did Andy bring uh, when you first started with the song? Was it just a guitar riff or was there other things? That What, what did he bring to you?
1: For you and I? Yes. He sent me a live recording from Mikey's studio so it had live drums and then it had guitar and it had a you know really just a simple bass line to it, not at all what it is now. And um it just I remember I remember the like just sending a charge through my body, you know, just the guitar, the riff, and um and then the really like lush you know aaron calls it the the deaf leopard sounding clean guitars in the verses um which was funny because as soon as he said that that's when i was like that that's exactly what it reminds me of um but it's cool and it just i like things that are interesting um you know that have different layers and textures to it and i like things they get quiet and loud and you know sort of take you on a ride so it, it just had all of those elements uh to it when he had sent that over and it just it just the melody and the lyrics just pretty much hit me pretty instantly
0: yeah i really like especially the how it really starts that guitar riff it sounds very interesting new different
1: yeah just the real sparkly shimmering clean guitars you know definitely delays and stuff Yeah.
0: But overall, both both songs are really awesome. Especially, you, know, you listen to one, then you listen to the next one. It just flows so well. Like, just it carries that energy from you and I to the unplugged version. Like when you listen to both, it, it's just a perfect match and a perfect pairing.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I listen both to both songs back to back, tongue tied sort of winds, helps wind you down. You know, off of the intensity of. Of you and I, so I think in that way it worked. It worked out really nice.
0: It, it definitely did, and i got to leave links in the description for both those songs. Like, like coming down
1: off of a high, or you know, from being really drunk and you're sobering up. You know, some
0: cold water in your face. It definitely it's, it's a great like wind down song from you know you and I, which has it has a great energy and feel to it, and then it's, it's kind of just you know slowly you know fading out a little bit with with the unplugged it, yeah, again, yeah. it's a great it's a great combination i do recommend you have to listen to both everyone out there listen to both start with you and i and go to the unplugged the Tun Tide and it's just awesome
1: right on thank you
0: and, and as as um, in the later half of this interview uh so your was formed in 1999 and it's been going uh, you know uh, obviously strong it's gone for a lot yeah. but uh what is some of your advice for like up-and-coming musicians well
1: the the best advice that I give people, which seems like it would be the most obvious um, is you know write songs that you love and and not worry about whether anyone else is going to like them um, at least initially that 's what we did when we when we started we um, We were just writing songs, we all had different influences um and we were just writing songs that we loved and we didn't know if anybody else was going to like them we didn't know we were going to get a record deal we didn't even know you could make money you know being in music because none of us had um and so we just we that was really the sole intention that we had was writing songs that we loved. And so that would be probably the best advice that I could give a new an upcoming band. In addition to you know, taking some time to really learning the business and how the business works. Um, because oftentimes I I talk with bands that don't understand the business. And so it's really easy to get to get lost or get taken advantage of or to really annoy and irritate you know people in the business that could end up costing you you know politically you know in the business music business is a tough business it's um i was joking with someone not too long ago that if you could survive in the music business you know with all the politics that happen within the business you could probably run for public office in in you know politics because it's very similar it's very cutthroat it's very um you know if you upset this person then you're gonna upset these other people over and then it's just it's it's a really long and slippery slope so it's you should definitely uh get to learn the business and um and maybe pick up the book uh how to win friends and influence people help you out with the, uh, with the business part of it.
0: You're you're actually the second person to mention that book on my podcast. (laughs) Uh, I haven't read it yet. So I think I definitely have to check it out now. Uh, But yeah, definitely learning the industry is very important. Even like for stuff that I'm doing, I'm not like, directly involved in the music industry i'm, I'm an interviewer a podcaster and like i still still you still deal with you know, the politics and all that stuff but yeah if you can if you make in the music industry you can uh, you can run for president i think so
1: or at least a mayor or some shit but uh, but yeah. truth be told i i haven't read the book myself i've i've read like a few pages here and there but but I, I know the book, I'm familiar with the book and I know the premise of it, obviously.
0: It's at least it's a book out there if anyone wants it. Obviously, you probably pick it up at the local library, I assume.
1: Or Amazon or you know, Apple yeah. Books or whatever it's called. Yeah,
0: or I mean, it's probably an Audible book too at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I got an interesting question to go along with um, the previous one. So what is your favorite moment or memory of your shot that will stick with you forever?
1: Well, I think there's a I think I actually have a picture of that moment on my personal social media page. And it's a picture that a good friend of mine uh, took Greg Waterman. And it was in 2002, I believe, and it was in Atlanta, Georgia, at a festival that I'm pretty sure still exists called the Midtown Music Festival. And it's one of the biggest music festivals in the, I think it's in the summertime. And there were, I think on this particular day, because we had been out with Kid Rock for uh, a little over two months. And he was the headliner on this day. And because we were touring with him, we were direct support to Kid Rock. So by the time we hit the stage and our our and getaway was just really, you know, started really It was in the top five I think at that point nationally at radio and so there were literally there were 64,000 people and so there's this picture of me and it's from from like kind of behind on the side and you see me and you see the sea of people and I look like about this big out there and it's it's and so I'll never forget that moment and it's funny because when I look at that picture I remember exactly almost like what was going through my head which was holy shit like (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot of fucking people, you know, singing Getaway back at us. You know what I mean? I mean, it was absolutely incredible. So that's that's something that I'll never
0: forget. Unless you were there, I think it, it's almost hard to imagine, like, the energy and, like, the, the crowd participation to uh, just have that whole moment and everything. It's mm-hmm. probably, like, if, unless you're there, you can remember, like, feeling it and being a part of it. But it's probably hard to imagine all those people, Sing you back it was the lyrics to a song
1: yeah yeah and um you know it was at that moment that i remember going fuck we actually wrote something that is no no pun intended has really struck a chord you know with people and, and that's what music's about and that's the whole reason why i got into music was to be able to to create things that people could relate to and connect with, and you know hopefully help make life a
0: little bit easier to deal with, you know day in and day out. Yeah, definitely. it's that connection that uh, people feel just with the music, not only like the music as in like a CD or vinyl or listening online, but it's also like seeing it live. Yeah. So like you heard it you heard the studio and then you see it live, and uh, you just feel that, you know a stronger connection. you actually connect with the people who made the music It's mm-hmm. an incredible feeling and incredible moments as well.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So as, as I'm wrapping up this interview, so what are the, the plans for your shot for the rest of 2022? What else do you uh, have any more music in the works? Uh what, do you, what what's going on?
1: So we're actually uh working on another song now which should be out in about a month from now. Goal moving forward with that is is we're not we're not going to be putting out any full-length albums. So so no albums with 10, 12, 14 songs on it. Um I think that's at least in our view it's becoming kind of a dying dinosaur, you know, thing and I just I just I just don't think that's how people listen to music anymore. So, we're going to start doing singles or or like we did with you and I maybe we'll release two, maybe even three or maybe we might even get crazy and do an EP, you know, like five songs or so, but definitely at least for now the days of, you know, full length albums are just done and what we really like about doing it this new way with putting out singles every month or two is it keeps us on our toes right because we're creating more in real time you know versus you know back when when we used to put out full length albums when we were on label you know we'd spend three to six months writing a song then it would take you know, another couple of months to get a budget approved and pick a producer to make the record. Then it's another three months or more to record the record. Then it's another month before you decide on who's gonna mix it and who's gonna master it. And then and then that takes a couple of weeks and then you turn the record in. And then you gotta start putting together the artwork and the liner notes and the lyrics. Right. And then you gotta go through that whole approval process and maybe that's on a good day if everybody likes what you did and somebody at the label may go, we don't think this artwork, maybe we should tweak this. And then now and it goes back and forth. So all told, literally, it could be two years from the time that we write a song to the time it comes out. So in, and in this way, because we're independent, and we're putting it out on our own. We don't have those constraints. All we have to worry about is arguing amongst ourselves about things, which we're usually pretty much on the same page. So it goes pretty easy for the most part, but it keeps things fresh. It keeps the music more real time. And when people listen to it, they can know that that's where we're at creatively, artistically and personally right now, not two years ago you know, when we wrote it. So that's what's kind of cool to me and what we like about doing it that way. So we're gonna make a concerted effort to do just that. And um, as far as touring, we've just started uh, talking to some promoters about, you know, doing some shows here and there. Um, in fact, my, my next call after this is with a, a potential booking agent that has some ideas. Um for later this year and and into next year, um, but nothing on the books yet in terms of you know shows, but uh, that may change pretty pretty quick.
0: Well, I do hope uh, everything works out. Sounds like you got some great stuff in the works, and and what you really nailed like the whole process of like you know uh, writing an album to completion, and that's like if there's like no delays or you know anything comes up, it is like two years unfortunately. So. With the way it is and obviously being independent means you don't have to you know submit to like you know video go for this person do this this and this it's just yeah. hey we wrote this song we want to put it out kind of thing and I, I really respect that i think that is it's really awesome and you i think you connect with fans like even more like here's a song and then like two months later here's another song and it is more in real time and i think it it makes people i think really enjoy. Like listening to Oh, here's another new song by them instead of, you know, oh cool, it's been three years, I have you know here's a new album. So yeah. I think people really like that more like instant, uh, here's here's a song every couple months.
1: Yeah. And you know, I mean, we don't we don't do crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. Like we we do and, and pay for everything on our we put our money where our mouth is. And you know, we are set up to where the music that we put out is responsible for paying for the next one, right? So, it's uh, it, it definitely makes the game, you know, the game a little more interesting for sure. But so far, you know, fortunately, knock on wood, um, it's all been working out. And as long as we keep, you know, putting out good music that people want to listen to. And that's the whole key. That we'll be doing it this way for a real long time. And if we don't, then we won't. So it'll be pretty telltale.
0: Definitely look forward to seeing what else you guys have uh, in store for this year and into next year as well. But if anyone's interested, uh, where's the best places to find your shot Online?
1: So we do have an official website, although uh, we haven't been very good at keeping it up to date. Um, with all the other stuff that we, you know, the other hats that we wear. Uh, but our official website address is earshotband.com. And then where we are most active is on our social. So Facebook, Instagram primarily. And it's real easy. They're all the same. So it's facebook.com slash earshotband, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, anything, all slash earshotband. So it's all pretty streamlined. We at least we're able to, smart enough to,
0: to do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm gonna drop those links in the description, so make sure to check that out. But Will, been a really great time chatting with you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio.
1: Hey, Matthew, thank you. Pleasure, and uh, you know, thanks for having me on. I know that there's a million other bands that you could have had on your show, and, and you thought of us, so thank you.
0: Hey, of course, dude, We keep on rocking. Please check out Stream Support. Give a like, earshot, check out the links in the description. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio, and stay frosty.